0: What's up, everyone? How you doing? Welcome back to another episode of the show of my podcast, Lead Singer Syndrome. A show where I, your host, Shane Told, talks to other lead singers about what it's like to be the front man or front woman of a band. We got a good one this week. Marcus Bridge of Northlane, Australia's finest, joins me on the program. This one gets a little heavy. This one gets a little deep. It's a good episode. It's coming right up along with some new North Lane music. They got a new record coming out in August. I'm going to play a song for you a little later. It's just awesome. Really just awesome. I'm sitting in the backyard right now. Finally, we have a half-decent day. Brutal spring, man, up in Canada. Just been brutal. But this weekend, got to head across the pond to Slam Dunk Festival in the UK. Wow. What a lineup and so many great house so many hangs man just all the people that I saw a lot of them previous guests of the show shout out to Dan from story of the year shout out to John from trophy eyes shout out to Liam from the cancer bats shout out to Pierre from simple plan shout out to Ryan from Seaway man it goes on and on it was just such a good time what an awesome weekend I'm sure some of you were there I mean the weather wasn't perfect But the lineup was perfect. The bands were perfect. I saw some absolutely incredible, incredible performances. Had a blast at the Emo Night UK as well. I met a few sinners there. And speaking of Emo Night, well, I have you. If you happen to live in Charlotte, North Carolina, I will be there this Saturday DJing at the Fillmore. And my homie Craig Owens will be there as well. It's going to be a good time, so if you happen to be in Charlotte, North Carolina, come hang out this Saturday at the Fillmore for Emo Night. We'll be DJing. It'll be a good time. I love hanging out at these things. It's just fun, man. It's just no pressure. Show up, play some tunes, have a couple drinks. Oh, and in addition, big news from my band Silverstein today, we are doing a 20th anniversary tour in Europe. That's right. This February we are playing in the UK and Germany. We're doing three sets, if you can believe it. A greatest hit set, our album Discovering the Waterfront in its entirety, and also an acoustic little suite as well. So that'll be awesome. I'm going to be in Berlin on my birthday. I'm excited. Tickets for that go on sale, I think, May 31st. So, you know, go online. You'll find them. We're also bringing along our very good friends in Hawthorne Heights once again. So it's a good time. So if you're in Germany or the UK, make sure you check that out as well. If you're not, well, stay tuned. There's going to be some more things announced. But this summer, we'll be in the U.S. and Canada with August Burns Red. Tickets also available for that right away now. Lots of business to catch up on, I guess, huh? Lots of business. As always, if you want to get in touch with me, feel free to hit me up, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read all of my emails. I try to get back to everybody. I'm not the best, but there's a pretty good chance that I will get back to you. So check that out. Follow me on social media. Follow the show on social media. If you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do that. The best way is to join the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club for as little as $6 a month. Just $6 a month. What is that? Like one really nice coffee in a month? Okay? You get access to an amazing community, 300 plus strong of like-minded individuals like yourself. We talk about music. We talk about sports. Go Raptors. Movies, television, Game of Thrones. I don't know. Whatever you want. We have a great community. Plus, of course, access to bonus episodes I've talked to everyone from Jared Alonji to Ace Freely. And it's the only way to get merchandise, patches shipped to your house every three months. It's a good time. Check it out. The link, Leadsinger Syndrome.com slash all access. Welcome new members. Stoked for the next Centerfest. We can all hang out again. But hey, if $6 is too rich for your blood, and I get it, you got expenses, you got shit going on. I know life is not cheap. It's okay. Don't worry. This podcast will always be free. So all I ask is you spread the word. Tell a friend. Tell a loved one. Let's keep this thing going. Let's keep this thing growing. Let's get these numbers up. All right? Let's do it. Go back. Listen to some old episodes. Ben from Armor for Sleep last week. What a great episode that was. I absolutely loved it. So yes, help me spread the word. And maybe we can be the music equivalent of the Joe Rogan show one day or something. I don't know. You know what's funny? I never listened to the Joe Rogan podcast until the other day. Listen to it. Pretty good. Pretty good. I enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah, there's a reason it's so popular, I guess. Pretty good. Anyway, enough rambling. Let's get on to this week's episode and my conversation with Marcus Bridge of Northlane.
1: We saw-
0: great, man. How are you?
1: Yeah, not too bad at all. Just uh waking up and getting ready.
0: <laughs> I I know, right? It's it's morning for you and for me it's like nighttime. Uh it's it's Yeah, what time is it over there? It's a uh, 9 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, true. So, true. yeah, and it's cool cuz I never do these things at night like ever.
1: It must be like a bit more um I always find, like I've been awake for a moment now, so it's all right, but like when I do stuff in the morning, I'm a bit you know, you've got to get in the moment, kind of got to get used to yeah. talking. Do you find it's probably a bit easy to do it at night? Oh,
0: totally. You're a bit well, more awake. For me, like, you know, I'm usually the one, like, I'm the one, like, you know, I got to get up, I got to set up my shit. And usually, like, yeah. I'll go over, like, a couple notes before I talk to somebody. So usually, like, I'm in the, you know, I'm kind of, like, ready to go. But yeah. oftentimes, and this happens, like, fairly often, I'll call somebody and it's, like, pretty obvious that they forgot and I just woke them up. <laughs> and when that happens It's always like Alright man Do you want me to call you back In like 10 minutes Cause I don't know what oh, it, What's with people Like people always Lie about that And I'm guilty of it too You know Yeah like, I
1: definitely not it before as well <laughs> Like you
0: pick up the phone And someone's like Oh did I wake you up And you're like No 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 no, no, You didn't wake me up I've been up it's like, No I just
1: got out of the shower <laughs> It's
0: okay You know Like it's okay Everyone sleeps
1: You know It's okay um, It's just that professional front You're trying to keep up like you uh, yeah, have a
0: but I, I even do it <laughs> though Like if I'm, you know, watching a movie With my girlfriend or something And like, you know I'll be like I'll fall asleep during it. She'll be like, Are you sleeping? I'm like, No, 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 I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping. Like, what is <laughs> up with that? I always lie. I don't know. My man.
1: girlfriend does that too, and it kills me. So I'm just like, just tell me you're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'd rather just, I'd rather just know.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. I, I'm the worst. But hey. Well, dude, thank you for, for taking the time um all the way across the world. You sound great, by the way. Uh it's oh, amazing, thanks. right? Just that we can be literally on other sides of the planet and just talk like this
1: just have a chat it's insane it was really funny as well because like uh josh our our guitarist he kind of filled me and we had this today um but i didn't know who it was with oh oh, really like so so who's who's this with it's like it's it's, uh with shane i'm like wait what (laughs) you're not gonna warn me that i'm actually
0: going to have to talk. Oh, sorry. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, it's always funny how I set these things up too. Like once in a while, it's just like, I'll just hit somebody up over, you know, like a DM or just, I don't know. I just text them or whatever. Somebody I know. And other times, like you go through the whole, like with the publicist and this is the time and there's like, and sometimes (laughs) I'll get somebody on the phone and and they'll have like no, they'll have no idea what anything is. And they're like, oh, Oh, you're the guy from Silverstein? Oh, crazy! Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, hi. Um, it's okay, though. But um, but regardless, dude, we are here, and, you know, uh, we're here to talk about all kinds of stuff, man. But first, let's start off with uh, with how are things going uh, down under? Uh, what is it now? What, what do you call this? This is fall for you? Uh, fall?
1: It's so like just autumn. Autumn, yes. Yes, yes you say Autumn. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, how, how are yeah, things so going right now? Yeah, it's, it's it's good. We're um at the moment we're all at, at home, just uh I guess g'ing up, getting ready to uh, take the new album out. Um, yep. so yeah, just kind of enjoying some time at home while we can. Yep. Uh, which is good. I've just been. We just me and my girlfriend just got a a new dog. So pretty much that's taken up my whole time.
0: <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So the new record, yeah. just to be clear, is completed. 100% done.
1: It's Dunskey's out it in comes August. Comes out
0: August 2nd. It's called Alien. That's, that's um, the one. And I want to talk all about that, but I love. I want to go back and talk about some of the earlier stuff. And cool. speaking of Alien, I guess this is a terrible segue, but I'll use it anyway. Is that how
1: you felt when you joined the band? Oh, absolutely. It was <laughs> one of the. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, it was completely foreign to me, to be honest. Like I, yeah, had listened to Northlane before, and like I was a big fan of Northlane, obviously. And like I'd grown up listening to heavy music and and all of that, but I was I always grew up an, an emo kid. Like I was, uh, I don't know, like you know, Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco were like my my favorite kind of bands when I was growing up. And right, coming from that kind of background like the last band I played in prior to Northlane as well was that kind of style as well. So coming from that background and going to a band that's already well established and has a much more aggressive sound. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was absolutely terrifying. It wasn't even something I initially considered like doing, like trying out for Northlane because I was just like this, I, I don't, Think this is in my wheelhouse, really. Yeah. Um,
0: well, it probably wasn't but, even at the time.
1: I'm, to be yeah, to was, fair. Absolutely. Like, I hadn't really been, I'd never really screamed in a band prior to that. Like, yeah. I'd never screamed as the main thing in a band before that. And then to go do that 25 days in a row. <laughs> and like, <laughs> it was just something that was so daunting to me. And just like, I just had no idea how it was going to go. And on top of that, like North Lanes fans, are very, uh, very passionate, we'll say. Yeah, that's a nice <laughs> so way to put it. Sure. Yeah, with the, with that <laughs> change, they were very, um, yeah, very vocal about uh, what, how they felt about me. <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: it's it's funny because uh, it's amazing. You know, well, it's, you've been in the band for for actually about five years now, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing, you know, how these things don't go away. Like with very minimal clicking, I can find the post. Of when yeah. you were announced and I can still read those comments of what people say, <laughs> comparing you to Adrian and all, you know, all that is, is right, right there.
1: Um, Dude, if I, I can get, read like, it, you can certainly read it, you know, I still get comments. So I'll, so I'll get a notification every now and then on my YouTube, from just like a comment on my audition video from five years ago. Yeah. Being like they're still saying they should have got someone else. <laughs> so it's pretty it's pretty funny. Yeah, like
0: two top three records uh <laughs> you yeah. know has has happened since. Like a number literally a number one album. I think they may, oh, maybe man. made the right choice. Um
1: It's just I don't it, know. It's pe- people don't really care about that though. They see it as they see it, I don't know, there's a very weird like metal uh I don't know, like hierarchy I think amongst fans that like if you're doing something it's just not right even if it's successful it's still not right yeah no
0: absolutely absolutely well I mean you know we've only been talking for a few minutes but it it seems like you have the right personality or at least you've acquired you know the right personality to
1: let this (laughs) kind of wash off your back a
0: little bit you know what I mean and not let it it affect you
1: from time to time it does you know like it's the thing that is kind of does kind of bother you is you know, when it's it's consistent and it's like, well, wow, I've been I've been working really hard for five years and it's not changed. But then you got to look at it and see the yeah the, the improvements that have I guess come from it. Like we've definitely seen a lot of new people come on board, and I guess those people are more passionate than any of those other people would have ever been. So it's um, yeah, we're, we're we're able to see like a, a shift. Nowadays, oh,
0: yeah. which is really good. Oh yeah, and I noticed the shift too. I mean, just just you know, just listening to your records um, as they've progressed, you know, on. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think that having that personality is so important, though, because you never got discouraged. You know, and I watched your audition video. I'd never seen it before, and mm-hmm. it was clear to me watching it, screaming wasn't exactly something natural for you. I mean, you were doing your yeah. best, and you sounded okay, and you know, you weren't. You know, like everyone knows, well, not everyone knows, maybe, but when you're in the studio and people put compression on a scream or they double them or a little bit of overdrive, like that stuff all makes it sound better on the record, which, you know, you Mm -hmm. weren't doing in your audition video. But, you know, it was clear to me that you were great, great singer, but you weren't there. And if you'd let those comments and everything like totally just knock you down and discourage you you would have never been the singer that you are today.
1: Definitely. Like I yeah, I completely agree. I think it yeah. could have gone one or two ways, which is yeah, let that kind of get to me and Northlane maybe survived one more album. Right. <laughs> um uh oh yeah, we end up where we are now and kind of yeah, for me I always kind of looked at it as well, I'm just trying to do the best that I can and do what the rest of the guys are happy with. Right. If they're happy and I'm happy with what we're doing and we're proud of it, then totally, that's all that really matters. And totally. people are going to come on board if because if five people enjoy it, there's going to be other people around the world who enjoy it. Like there's not those those people who are talking whatever they're talking. They're not the uh, overwhelming majority. So
0: yeah. No, yeah, absolutely not. It's good to be positive. I think you got to give some credit, probably, to your bandmates too, because, and I love, I love your story. I think it's so interesting, and I really wanted to talk to you because maybe we should, we should talk about how you got in the band, just so everyone knows. You literally made an audition video, you sent it to them. They had, <laughs> I heard, I read, two thousand people applied. I don't know if that's an exaggeration, but that seems insane. Yeah, I think it
1: was, I think it was close, yeah. That's
0: insane to me. <laughs> Um, and they picked you, uh, they're from, are you from Sydney too?
1: Yeah. So I live in Melbourne now, but yeah, originally from Sydney as well. So at least you were in, you know,
0: it wasn't like you had to move across the country too far or anything like that to join the band, but they picked a guy that literally you'd you'd never been in any like, you know, bands before that had been signed or touring or anything. Mm -hmm. And you weren't really comfortable screaming and you'd never even been overseas, traveled outside of Australia. Yeah. And (laughs) you know they're a they're a band that they have they they'd put out records they they'd done tours all over the place um so I mean you got to give them a lot of credit i think for making you feel comfortable uh i, I mean oh. at least I assume that they they must have really tried to take you under their wing and and make you know make you feel good about about you know what you were doing
1: definitely man it's a hard dynamic. Were, yeah yeah from from day one like i guess they they knew i guess the stakes as well and they knew what was yeah what could happen if if this didn't go right but they also just knew that they knew this was going to be a hard time for me like yeah. they knew that there was going to be backlash they knew that it was going to be um yeah there's going to be a lot of noise around me joining an Adrian leaving so it was really <laughs> yeah. they were very they were very supportive of that and they yeah they always just let me kind of um i guess move at my own pace as long as it was you know keeping up still right and it was really in the end, like we we had about three months to prep for the first tour I did with them, and they were just yeah they were so encouraging and like I I was second guessing myself the whole time sure and the whole time every time we'd rehearse or do whatever they'd be so supportive they'd be like yeah dude your screams already improving like you're already yeah, and it's it, it was definitely a big risk. There are a lot of other vocalists who, you know, might have been more suited to the sound Northlane has kind of uh, been expected to have over the years. Who uh, auditioned as well? Like there was a there was a bunch of really good vocalists, and right. they definitely took a big risk on me. But um, well, they I saw think something they knew what they knew, were yeah. doing, yeah. and yeah, yeah. yeah, they they were just I, which I'm really really uh, very lucky for. Absolutely.
0: I mean, the other thing, too, is, is, uh, you know, and I don't want to go on and on about this for like an hour, but, y- you know, picking you, a guy that doesn't have any experience, it's like, what if you get out on the road and you're in Germany or you're in, I don't know, some foreign country somewhere and you're just like, yeah, I miss Australia. I want to go home. This isn't for me. <laughs> like you know what I mean, and then what?
1: Absolutely.
0: because like, you know that that's they're seasoned you know musical veterans that that obviously they're in this and they want to do this. They've been yeah. doing it, and you're not. And you were at the age like what were you? Twenty three when you joined?
1: Oh like yeah twenty three. Yeah, yeah. So
0: so you're at the age where like you're not. I don't know. You're kind of finding that place where it's like okay, uh, not that not that like you, you can't become a successful musician past age twenty three, yeah. many many people have done it and it's possible but there comes a point where it's like okay maybe i gotta get a job maybe i gotta like i got bills to pay like maybe yeah maybe i can't do this you know full time was that was that starting to creep into your mind at, at that time that you did that too
1: well yes and no so what was happening around that time is that yeah, i was playing in another band that was a bit more yeah a bit more pop rock a bit a bit more straightforward and Kind of emo, I guess, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, um, but, anyways, at the year, at the yeah, the start of the year that I joined Northlane, the guys in that band wanted to call it a day for similar reasons. They they were getting older. They've been playing in local bands for like ten years or something, and had still not quite made it to where they'd wanted to be. I guess, um, which is totally understandable. But I was I was so bummed. And for me, music's always been it's been the one and only thing, I guess. It's the only thing that I've ever been really, really passionate about and really any good at, I think. Right. And for me, touring was always something that, um, like, sorry, traveling was always something that I wanted to do, but I wasn't going to do until I was touring. <laughs> like, my idea of traveling was going on tour from when I was a kid. So I was just like, I'm not going to, I don't know. You know, you have those people at school who, you know want to go travel europe or right. go travel south america or whatever and that was never on the cards for me until <laughs> until i was touring <laughs> yeah because that's all, that's all i wanted to do i didn't really care about going and seeing the places i just wanted to go play music in those places so for me doing all this stuff was kind of the only the only way for me so once that band had fallen apart i just dove deep into like writing and uh, doing lots of like session work and uh, like uh, cover stuff as well and right right just as much stuff as I could do to still just be playing music and I think what came with that was Northlane saw that despite not currently being in a band I was still actively trying to pursue music which I think yeah would have been a big factor because I yeah it's something that I can't not do
0: yeah absolutely so um you haven't you know you have a new album and you've released a new song and it's called bloodline mm-hmm. and i read that it's based on and this is what this is what wikipedia says your violent upbringing
1: yes now In, uh, now it's vaguest form
0: okay that's yeah okay um <laughs> Now, can can we talk about can we talk about that? Can we talk about the early days um, of your life in as much depth as you're comfortable? Um, you know, I guess growing up wasn't easy for you. Um, yeah. You know, you said you grew up around kind of the Sydney area, but talk to me about that and how you know the first before you joined Northlane, there's 23 years there. So yeah, talk to me about that if if you don't mind. And and obviously, it's still something that's you know factoring into into your music.
1: Yeah. Um, well, how long have you got? It's a long long story, uh, (laughs) dude. This
0: is why I love podcasts because we don't have a limit, you know, like this doesn't have to get transcribed into a magazine and cause otherwise it would take up the entire magazine. You know what I mean? So we can, we can chat and you can go on and on and on. So the floor is yours, my friend. All right. Well,
1: where do I start? Um,
0: okay, what day were you born? Uh, how much did you weigh? Uh, <laughs>
1: what hospital were you born? Go ahead, man. Start at the beginning. It's all good. Ah, uh, shit. I actually don't know any of that stuff. <laughs> I, I, I was born on the 19th of July. That's all I know. But okay, I don't know the time okay. or weight or any of that. So but that's,
0: that's a summer baby for us and a winter baby for you.
1: That's the one. I'm a, I'm a cancerian, a big baby. Um, but anyways, <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know really where to start. So for me, like I, yeah, I grew up with, um, I grew up with both my parents. Um, uh, but from a very early age, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't really know exactly when or if it was before I was born. But yeah, from a, like an early age, my parents were both like, yeah, heavy drug users. Um, hmm. Like my both my parents at some point were. Using heroin, and uh, from yeah, from as like as early as I can remember, like from at least three or four, there was that was going on around uh, me and my sister, and from that also came um, yeah, know a lot of violence from my father. I think he kind of had he had other issues besides that as well, just like that on top of uh, I think he just had severe. Uh, Like stress and anxiety that caused him to be violent. Which Mm. doing doing these things, yeah, definitely wouldn't help him uh, improve on that at all.
0: Right. Is your Um, sister older
1: or younger? Older. uh, My sister's a year younger than me. You're younger. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what? uh, I don't know, really, know where to go from here. Well, I mean, I mean, (laughs) what would you like to? Well, I mean, you're
0: yeah, you're. I mean. How did that work out then? I mean, you were going to school. Um, your parents yeah, so, were like, were there? But I guess they had some issues. Like, and you recognized it very early. Uh, were there other family members kind of helping you out, or were you, yeah, fending, so were you, you and your sister, fending
1: for yourself? It, it depended at the time. Like, at, at times, we were like, we were scattered. We were going from place to place all the time. Like, we would either, like, when we were younger, we would be going from hotel to hotel so that my my parents could score or that um, – even as we got older, we would still be doing the same thing, but it was because my my dad had like a gambling problem as well. So he'd be in a hotel just down the street from the casino just so that he could go and gamble all night. So we spent a lot of time in and around the city um, and around like King's Cross, which at the time was also quite a a sketchy area. Right. Um but we did have our like our grandparents, um, who did keep an eye on us when they could. Obviously when whenever um we were off with our parents, like they couldn't really do too much about it. But whenever anything went wrong, my, my grandma especially was always there to uh help us out, I guess. But yeah, it's it's it was it was quite a I think up until I was Fifteen or sixteen, it was like this until, like, my uh, parents kind of started trying to figure their stuff out. And my, my mom still really hasn't, mm. and like my my dad did eventually uh, end up dying from an overdose.
0: Mm, sorry to hear that. Uh,
1: that's yeah. It's it's alright. It's it's uh, in the past, and in, mm. in the end, I've kind of taken it as. Like yeah, he definitely struggled with those kind of issues most of his life, and yeah, in in some way, I feel like he would be at peace now, as as grim as it is. It's just I don't think that he would have ever escaped that right kind of uh, yeah those demons. Um, but yeah, I don't know. If, uh, there's so much more in between <laughs> all of this that I just yeah. For me, telling these stories is it's not so much difficult in the sense of. Like I find it hard to talk about and it's more just difficult in piecing it all together. Right.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know what kind of violence, if, if it was like abuse, if, you know, if you were being hit all the time, if it was, you were being, you know, neglected. Um, but obviously like that can lead to, and I don't know if you've had therapy or whatever, but it can lead to, you know, repressed memories and it can lead to, you know, things, there being missing spots in in you know what you can remember and what's mm. you know accurate and stuff um definitely so so i'm sure that's that's a factor too you know
1: yeah i think yeah and um, what kind came along with all i, I think i might completely be completely wrong but i've kind of linked as i've gotten older tried to link a lot of things together and see if any of it makes sense like and to me I've i've, I've always felt that what kind of caused my dad to be Violence. So, yeah, he hit us and, um, I don't know, just, uh, like, there's a, a few random, like, he, he'd hit us over nothing, I guess. Like, so there was an occasion once, I remember that, I think, you, you know, the book club, like, Scholastic Book Club? Yeah. Or, um, I, yeah, so we Yo. had that, and I think I got given $10 to get something for that, and then I... I think it was meant to have come home or whatever and it never came home because I ended up spending the $10 on something at the canteen or something. Right. You know, some pretty petty whatever stuff. Then my dad found out about it and like hit me in the back of the head um, and had this watch on and then like sliced the back of my head open with the watch. And it was just like kind of – I can only imagine that this is this short few stuff of him not either being able to score or not being – or like losing everything at the casino or right, right. doing something that's just kind of put him at the end of his fuse. So as soon as one of us does something that he doesn't like, he kind of takes it out on us. And like, once again, this is all just, <laughs> this, this yeah. is all this post analysis, but.
0: Well, I, yeah. I think that that's accurate. I and mean, of course that, that doesn't excuse it at all. Oh, absolutely um, not. And it's, you know, that's, you can't just go around hitting people, especially your children. So yeah, it's definitely, um, I think it's, I don't know. I mean, have you had, I mean, this seems like, I mean, you seem like you've got your your shit together. You seem like, you know, you've come out of this. Okay. I mean, I, I know you've talked a little bit about interviews, some mental health issues, but for the most part, it seems like you've kind of come to terms with this and you're okay.
1: Yeah. I think I've had my ups and downs and now. I think I had my ups and downs before I was in North lane. Right. <laughs> so that would have been something that I was able to kind of deal with not long after, or not, not long after it's still taking time, but I, I like at the time that was, a the, yeah, obviously when my, when my father passed away, that was definitely the hardest, hardest thing I'd ever had to deal with. I, Actually, I was the one who actually found him in his mm. bathroom. Mm. So, how old were you? That, that was when that happened. I was eighteen. Yeah, just about to finish high school. Um, so yeah, at the time, so was, it was just. It was only me and my dad in the house at the time, actually. And it's just yeah, it's crazy. I just remember that whole like the night before vividly as well because. Yeah, it's, it's just I I don't know. It's it's Sorry, now I'm just off on a tangent now. No, it's okay. <laughs> I forgot it's, what, I was, I, forgot what okay. I was talking about. Yeah, no.
0: Um I mean I just yeah, I just so you lived so you lived with your, your mum and your dad and your sister through throughout like until you were you know, your dad died, or you say your your mom maybe wasn't I, there at that point?
1: So I lived yeah, so I lived with my Mom and Dad, and my sister up until maybe uh, I think up until I was sixteen. No, it was, so it was up until I was eighteen, and my sister ended up moving out because she couldn't be around my dad anymore. And then there was a point on my eighteenth birthday, actually, where my mum left as well because she couldn't deal with my dad anymore. So right. after that, they'd both left. Um, and then it was it was like all right for a little while, like not not all right, but like my I think my dad had stopped trying to use and st- started trying to look at kind of doing a normal job. Um, but then she, he met this girl who was, uh, yeah, just a junkie from a mile away. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And that's pretty. That's when it all yeah kind of came to an end. It was right.
0: Yeah. 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 Jeez. Yeah. That's- Yeah, man, that's crazy. Well, I mean, at this point, you're obviously like you're you're listening to music. Uh, Are you going to shows? Are you playing in bands? Um, Are you playing instruments? Like, I just picture, you know, you kind of being in this, this terrible environment and using music as kind of an escape. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, exactly. That was, yeah, like I've said, that's all I've ever been able to do and all I've ever been passionate about. And whenever that was happening, I would, yeah, just be locked in my room playing my guitar, trying to write songs, or I'd be watching audio production videos or something like that. I'd be just trying to do as much as I can to, yeah, just increase my knowledge in what I do. And then in the end, that was all to get to that point of, being able to tour and get out and see the world like I always wanted to.
0: Yes, absolutely, man. That's absolutely absolutely wild. And uh, thank you for sharing. You know all that. If you're in tech, you've been there before, feeling the pain of hiring a freelancer or new employee for designer development, only to find out months later that it's not a fit. And those types of mistakes aren't cheap. Instead. Mutual Mobile, a digital technology consultancy, uses the process it's developed over the past 10 years, delivering over 600 client projects to ensure your fast and beautiful mobile or web app is finished on time and within budget. If you have design or development needs, schedule a free 30-minute consultation at mutualmobile.link slash L-S-S to get started. That's M-U-T-U-A-L M-O-B-I-L-E dot L-I-N-K slash L-S-S to get started with your free consultation today. I just got sent awesome new wireless earbuds from Raycon. I opened the box, opened up my phone, and literally in less than a minute, I was jamming out to my favorite tunes. What struck me right away was how well these fit, and then how amazing they sound. Definitely more bass than my other wireless headphones. But the biggest game changer is the price. The E25 earbuds they sent me start at half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market, have six hours of playtime, and really are super comfortable, whether it's music, conference calls, or binging this podcast. And there's no dangling wires or stems to distract other people if you're on a video call. The company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Mike Tyson, and Melissa Etheridge are just a few people obsessed with... With Raycon's, whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not the other distractions from the room. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you drop hundreds of dollars on a pair, check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get fifteen percent off your order at buyraycon.com/slash. LSS. That's buyraycon dot com slash lss for fifteen percent off Raycon wireless earbuds. raycon dot com slash lss. Um. So Absolutely. did you it's did a- you end up going to like some kind of uni or uh, something like that?
1: I uh, I did go to a music uni called Aim in Sydney for a little bit, but in the <laughs> I, I was there for a music performance and then after a trimester, I was just kind of like, well, I kind of already know how to do this. <laughs> right. I don't right. really need it. I don't, I don't need the degree to tell someone I can play music. So
0: right.
1: Unless I, I wanted to teach, but yeah.
0: No, I've heard yeah, that a that was, lot, you know, from people like that they show up to, uh, you know, audio engineering school or something. And then on the first day the teacher's like, yeah, just like go take the money you're going to spend and just like, Buy some really good gear, you know. Yeah. Um, so which is which is always kind of interesting, but it's true. Like people ask all the time, you know. Oh, how do you, you get into you know how do you get into music? How do you do this? It's like you just do it, you know.
1: Exactly. You just
0: do it, and yeah, these days it's very easy with what you can find out on YouTube and stuff too. It's like mind blowing.
1: You can do anything these days. I can make yeah. a like a full orchestra now. <laughs> on my computer that's insane yeah <laughs> you can and it sounds real I was actually losing it the other I actually called a friend of mine the other day about something like this you know do you know the program the VST Isotope Ozone it's like a mastering plugin yeah, yeah. I only just got like the most recent version of that recently and it has like an auto mastering thing where it like listens to the song and yeah. then gives you the ah, I was blown away <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I ne- I'd never seen anything like it. <laughs> I, I
0: know. It, well, they have that. Um, what is it called Lander? Are you yeah, familiar yeah. with that? Where like you, yeah. it's like a website, and you just like upload your song, and then yeah, like ten minutes later, they send it back to you, and it's mastered, and you can it's like insane. choose like how kind of how loud you want it, and then it kind of figures out the rest. And it's not Let's bad, it. dude. Like I think some. Like and I don't want to shit talk any mastering engineers that has mastered my band, but I think. S- <laughs> it might be better than some of our, our <laughs> mastering on our records. Like,
1: seriously. Oh, man. It's so, yeah, it's so interesting, man. Like, you can do so much. I know. Just by the click of the button.
0: I know. It's, it's, it's insane. I wouldn't be surprised if that Isotope plug-in is kind of similar to what Lander, or what like one of those things, uses. Like, whatever yeah, totally. kind of algorithms they, you know, figure out or whatever.
1: Absolutely. But, yeah, it definitely be very similar. But no, it's... And, it's it's
0: absolutely crazy, man. So wow, this is this is not so. Um, yeah, damn. So I guess like, do you still have contact with your with your mother or your sister or your grandparents or anything? Or is it like because I mean, you, you know, you have become this like successful musician, uh, very successful. Like you know, your first album with Northlane went to number one on the Australian charts Ooh. and you know, the one after that went to number three and you got a new one coming out that could go number one. Um, I mean, you know, I know, but you know, you all of a sudden, like overnight, you're kind of this big deal. And I always Mm -hmm. think it's interesting when, whether it's like Justin Bieber's father, like coming back into the fold after years, after like abandoning him, you know what I mean? There's like those kinds of kinds of people um, come back and it's like always kind of a weird, I think it's a weird dynamic, you know, that way. I mean I, I can't speak Definitely. for your relationship but with your family, but it's just something I'm I guess I'm yeah. gonna ask
1: you. Oh no, of course. Um well so my grandparents, I've yeah, I'm still close with them and as same with my sister. Um uh my sister kinda had some kinda a bit of a rocky couple of months a little while back as well and looked yeah. to be going down a very similar path to the rest of my family, but she's doing a lot better now um, but my mom I have not really talked to much for me like so my my mom still got a lot of problems like I like she's struggled with like alcoholism and has kind of gone on and off and every now and then she's messaged me when she said she's you know stopped drinking and is doing a lot better and whatever
0: right.
1: but then I, I'll hear from my sister that yeah she's that's not the case. Right. Um, and it's just at this point, like she's, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn because she's, she's gone to hospital quite a lot recently, but due to her drinking so much, but she won't kind of stop. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: <laughs> and for me, yeah. like I've just not wanted to like something that's been really important for me, I guess, moving forward past all of this stuff is not getting dragged back into that world again. Yeah, and not feeling like I'm trapped, like in that kind of environment again. And I just always like I can't really bring myself to have a relationship with my mom until I can really see that she's tried to not be like that. And she has kind of reached out in the past, but I've just known that it's going to get back to that point, and it has. So that's kind of where I am with my mom. Just because it's, yeah, it's, it's, I'm in a tough position because I don't really want to like not, I don't want to not speak to her and then something happened and then me regret that for the rest of my life. But I also then need to still think about myself in this moment.
0: Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense, man. And, uh, I think the fact that you're aware of that is, is a really good thing too. Um, you know, with your parents, you know, having drug problems and, um, you know, sometimes these things can can be hereditary. Is that something that you've you know, kept a, your distance from in your life, like in terms of drugs and alcohol, or have you gone down
1: that road at all? Um, well definitely like the harder shit. Like I could never I could never go near like heroin or, or meth or right. anything like anything like that, no matter what, there's not there's something in my head that I could just never bring myself to do that just because of what I've seen it do. Yeah, to my family and, you know, some friends as well. Like it's not
0: mm-hmm.
1: anything I would ever, I don't know. I don't think I could ever get that low that I'd get to that point that I'd want to do that. Um, but yeah, I, 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 that being said, I'm not someone who's going to like point the finger at every single person who is doing something like that or whatever. Right. Like in the end, everyone does their stuff for a reason, or for what they think might be a good reason, and that's only really a reason to reach out to them. I guess not kind of shun them if you can, but if they're not yeah. willing to change, then it's not really worth your time.
0: No, no. Oh, well, Marcus, you have a good head on your shoulders, dude. I like this. This uh, is this is good, man. <laughs> and uh, that's. I think it's an uplifting story, and I think it's important. Yeah, I tried it. I just. I, I, no, I, yeah, try I seriously to keep positive through it all. Yeah, I, and I think that's a really good message to, you know, people listening and it it doesn't matter, you know, whether it's somebody like if it's a 16-year-old listening to this or a 36-year-old listening to this, like all this stuff and this trauma that that you faced and the fact that you've overcome it um and that you're open about it, I think is a really really great message um, you know, to to just pass on to to people. Yeah. So, thank you for sharing all that, man.
1: Absolutely. Well, that's the. I guess that's the main thing that. That's the main thing I really wanted to take away, f- or I guess, do with the new album. It was kind of. Yeah. yeah. Speak about this stuff in a very open and straightforward way that people who have gone through similar stuff can relate to it, but then also not feel like I, I don't. I don't feel like I've really heard much music that touches very specifically on these kind of things, like. There's songs that do kind of have the broad message of um, you know drug use and uh, domestic abuse and stuff, but not those direct right like moments that if you've been in that moment, you know that feeling or you know like the 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 anger or the behavior that your parents or whatever are showing you and like for me it's yeah for me, this album isn't even. It's not positive in the sense there's a message at the end of it that's like, yeah, everything's going to be all right. In the end, the whole album's pretty dark overall, but mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, the light at the end of the tunnel is the fact that I'm still here and able to tell the story and then hopefully yeah. Yeah. show people that you can make it out the other end.
0: Well, yeah, of course. and And, you know, you're not going to get anywhere singing about rainbows and ponies and, you know what I mean? Like, no one's going to pay attention to that. You know, yeah, and it's not. the darkness that's gonna draw people in, but then it's also that's gonna be, you know, what people are gonna start having the self-realization. Um, you know, I'm I'm just looking at the lyrics right here for for your song Bloodline. And yeah. you're right. I mean, you're it's very obvious, well, I mean, after talking to you now for, for half an hour, but you know, like there's line like hotel homes in the cross, which I guess means yeah. that you lived in hotel rooms in King's Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was raised in hell. I made it out myself. I was raised to bleed, you know, bad blood runs wild and free. These kind of lines, yeah. they're, they're, they are very direct, um, you know, into, into this, this life that you've led, you've, you've led is, so is, are these pretty typical, um, sorts of lyrics for the album?
1: Yes. I think it's yeah, pretty, there's, is a kind of mix of different songs. Like, I guess, Bloodline and there's like another two or three songs that are very straight, yeah, straight to the point. There's a few other ones that maybe are a bit more uh, metaphorical, but in the end it all, yeah, it's all super personal and touches on some kind of direct from real life moments that I wanted to, I guess, touch on. But it's it's interesting because already I've seen there's three types of people who have listened to the song. There's people who have gone through it there's people who haven't, but I guess they they're gaining like an understanding of that kind of thing, or there's the people that can't fathom it at all and don't understand, right. which is fine. But I hope then with the rest of the album that there is a bit more of an understanding on, on their part, because I guess with one song you might not really be able to. Oh, it's so it hard, apart.
0: man! Like it's so hard. You know, even with Silverstein, we we, uh, we had we wrote and recorded the single. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I am, and uh, (laughs) and you know how difficult that is when it's like okay, well we got this one song here. You go, I don't know, and obviously like you you can't do everything you want to do in an album in a song to show to show people. So then people are going to draw conclusions about what one song means for a whole album, musically, lyrically, everything, and it's 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 just the worst. Yeah,
1: it's just the worst. It's like it's you know everyone says it. You know, there's, but there's no one, there's no one song that's the same on this album. And Bloodline, right. I also hate this this term, but uh, Bloodline's probably the most uh, in inverted commas radio rock song uh-huh. on yeah. the album, which it's not really even that. Like <laughs> in the end, but no, there's like, quite, there's quite close- a bit of
0: screaming on it. So yeah. I know Australia's a little like you guys are a lot more um, liberal with the use of screaming on the radio like yeah when like amity affliction is like however many number one records in a row yeah. uh, you know and park and parkway and all that like those bands absolutely have mean parkway doesn't even have singing well they do now kind of but you know for years they didn't even have <laughs> singing so like absolutely. you know and for those bands to have mainstream attention in australia is is actually i think it's pretty fucking sick
1: it's so m- it's bad yeah so and those guys definitely paved the way
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I killed the prom queen. This is another band that like was right there. I mean, they never got there, absolutely. but they were they were they were about to get there. I think.
1: Um, oh no, they were. Yeah, that's definitely still Aussie like cult legends. Oh yeah. Oh
0: fuck <laughs> For yeah. For sure. Fuck yeah. I I love those guys, man. Um. Well, dude. Uh. So, what else? Um. With, with writing this record, and this is the third record you've done with Northlane. I imagine the first record was probably just like overwhelming and probably the rest of the guys were holding your hand through the whole thing. I'm sure just because you know it's it's that kind of an environment. I bet the second one was a little better, but I feel like this is probably the really the time for you to shine. Did you feel like now you were really in your element and you felt like you could kind of be yourself
1: the most now? Yeah, 100%. I think both, I guess, having the time that I've had with Northlane so far, and then also, yeah, I don't know, opening it up about these kind of things. Like, I, I'd never felt comfortable to do that, especially with. Let me. Sorry, it's the dogs barking. That's okay. Yeah, I've never, I never felt comfortable um, talking about. I guess, yeah, any of this kind of stuff before. One, because I'd never really done that, and two, because it was very different for what Northlane had done before. Right. So for those first two albums, I just wanted to, I guess, get a feel for everything. Yeah, put my own kind of voice into our music, but not over, be overbearing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because I think that I think that's something that could, if 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 I came along and changed everything, did everything completely different, that's another way that Northland would have could have very well completely fallen apart. <laughs> Yeah. Just because it would have been such a huge change. But right. but now we've had this time to um, I guess gel and grow and,
0: and progress, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. And I guess all the other guys also um, have like a better understanding of my story as well now that have yeah. gotten to know them better as well over the yeah. years. So
0: absolutely. Having
1: done this now is definitely the right time. And we yeah. did um Um So the last time we did was with David Bendith and yeah. for me, he was actually a huge, uh, I don't know, he gave me a huge push to, I guess, write this kind of stuff, this more personal stuff, which, um, yeah, I don't think if we, if we didn't do that last album with him, I don't know if this would have turned out like it did.
0: Interesting. Yeah. David Bendith gets talked about on this show from time to time. I mean, he's obviously like a legendary producer. He's done, I mean, amazing, amazing work with, you know, like people him from Paramore and um, geez, so many, so much other stuff, um. But uh he's also got a very, very, like, intense personality. Yeah. <laughs> um. But you liked
1: Absolutely. working with him. But you
0: didn't do the new record
1: with him. No, we, we we wanted to, I guess, take everything we'd learned over these last five years, and I guess for the other guys over the last ten years, and try and yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just back ourselves. I think we. I think with me joining, there might have been a bit of a fear that. Of how everything would go, so we kind of, you know, we 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 got some help from some people we right. we trust, um, and in the end, it, like we're so happy with how it all turned out. But we just thought it was time that it was, yeah, it was time for us to just do us, and I guess try and keep it to the five voices as opposed to another four on top of it.
0: So you didn't? Who who
1: produced the new album then? Uh, we did. So you did it all yourself? Yeah. So wow. we produced ourselves and then did uh, did the uh, we engineer. Oh, sorry, we did the instrumental with uh, Chris Blancardo in Sydney, He's a, a friend of ours who actually did. Um, he recorded Hollow Existence, Northlane's first uh, EP, quite a while ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we did vocals with a, a guy named Dave Petrovic who did vocals for discoveries as well, actually, and okay. recorded one, one of my first bands EPs. Cool. So it's just like, it was a cool way to, I guess, bring back all of this history of North lane into this album as well as kind of bring this new confidence in our own writing.
0: Yeah. I absolutely um, love, I absolutely love that. That's a great approach. Um, And I think that that makes sense too. I think, you know, when you are a newer band and a younger band, you do kind of need a producer there to sort of help. I mean, not just steer the ship of music and ideas, Mm. but steer the ship of personalities too. And, you know, a lot of times when you're a younger band, not just younger in terms of how long you've been together, but you're younger people, you're Mm. maybe not as confident, maybe you're not as good at navigating each other's, you know, sort of sensitivities and personalities. But once you've made, you know, Records together, and you know you're in your 30s or or getting there. I think you start to have that confidence. Like, okay, we c- we can do this. You know, we don't really need someone holding our hand.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess if yeah. if at the end of the day it doesn't work out, then we knew we did the wrong thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you David Bendis, still got him on speed dial. I I don't know. Yeah,
1: I don't know. <laughs> That's great, man. Oh man.
0: Well, uh, what else to tell the people before I let you go? I mean, you got. A bunch of shows coming up kind of all over the world. I see Japan. Uh, there's
1: some US dates, I think. Uh, yeah. Australia, of well, course. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming up. We're super excited to get back to the states. We haven't been there since I think 2015 or something. Oh my it's god. It's been really? a while. Yeah. Wow. We, did it, we I think we did it quite we did it quite a lot when I first joined. I think we did it three times within the first like year and a half of me joining. Yeah. Um, which I think might've been a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we know. like, just, we overdid it. And, um, coming back, people weren't as keen. So we wanted to leave it a little bit of time to, yeah. you know, build it up again. And I'm, it's, it's cool. Cause now I'm excited to get back as well. Like after that last couple of last couple of shows we did there, I was just like, Oh man, I was loving this so much. And now I'm kind of bummed. Well, I mean, <laughs> so yeah, now we get to come back reinvigorated. Right.
0: Well, the problem with the tour, with touring the US too is, you know, depending on what time of year you're there, you know, there can be like literally 10 other tours going mm-hmm. on the same month or, you know, or whatever. And like, Absolutely. that can be really difficult when there's a bunch of stack bills you're up against and like, you know, you're in... A city that's really like not that big, you know. Like if you're yeah. in New York or LA, like there's so many people and there's so much shit going on. Like it's not that that big a deal. But if you're in like, let's pick a pick a city. Uh, I'll just say Detroit. And mm-hmm. there's three other shows that same night. That's yeah. tough, man. So
1: absolutely, you know.
0: And I don't know if that happens elsewhere as much as it happens in the U.S. I feel like in the U.S. it happens all the time.
1: Yeah, I can imagine everywhere else being a bit more spread out. Or like it's so like Europe wouldn't would have shows way more spread out or Australia would only have that one show. Yeah, I, I <laughs> or think the, or two maybe. I
0: kinda think so. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I could see it being tough, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get down on yourself. I think it's gonna be great and uh Oh no, I'm mean, especially I mean, like I mean, with the just the the last, you know, couple of records you've done being I think people really enjoying them, so
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very excited and I think this this album I think mm. we'll do pretty well f- for the u.s i think i think what we've done in the past has been a bit i don't know a bit kind of left field for what maybe they're used to of north lane and maybe right. now that we've kind of we've been able to build that new version of north lane into what it is now that those people have come on board and um yeah we'll enjoy it for what it is
0: absolutely man well awesome dude uh well hopefully i can, I can uh, come see you guys if you roll through my uh, my hood um, that would be great so uh, anything else to tell the people before I let you go I'm going to play your new song Bloodline and uh
1: yeah uh yeah not not too much I can think of yeah I guess the Alien is out August 2nd and we'll be hitting the states mid August so uh grab your ticks. alright we'll also just be around the world for the rest of the year so I love it suss it out
0: well Marcus <laughs> enjoy your morning and uh thanks for the time dude
1: thanks for lot saying have a good one
0: cheers So there it is with Marcus. I want to thank him so much for taking the time, for coming on the show, and for really pouring his heart out and really putting it all out there, talking about his upbringing and his family and everything. That can't be easy, but I really do find that inspiring, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that listen to the show that have similar experiences, and I think that really just him telling it like it is Is an amazing thing So Marcus I love you brother Thank you for that And oh my god this new Northlane song is awesome I'm going to play it in just a couple seconds But I do want to remind you To make sure you're subscribed We got a big episode Next week Ryan Key From Yellow Card will be on The show A guy I've been trying to lock down for Literally years And we chatted It was a good one So, yes, hit the subscribe button. Make sure you're not going to miss this one. And if you like the podcast, go on iTunes, write a review, preferably five stars. Check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club and all that good stuff. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. And another reminder to check out all the shit that Silverstein's doing so much coming up. It's very exciting. It's very exciting stuff. I will leave you with a tune. Here's the song we talked about. Very personal stuff from Marcus. Here is Bloodline on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. We'll see you next week.